Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 225 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. My thing just fell. Are we keeping that? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Well, this episode is sponsored by Danielle Douglas. Thank you, Danielle. Thank Thank you, Danielle. Today, we will be discussing part one of three parts, my friends, (laughs) of chapter 10 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The House of Gaunt. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to drop your way through the details. But before we begin, we have a couple of pieces of weekly profit news. I couldn't oh I couldn't decide what to pick and I didn't want anything to become irrelevant, so I was like we're just going to talk about all of it. Sure. So, the first thing is, did anybody else besides Katie and myself watch the tournament of houses? Weep womp. I boycotted that show and they told me no thank you. <laughs> no, just kidding. I didn't boycott it. I actually saw some people's comments um, on Twitter and I put on Twitter um, for people to tell us their thoughts. People were not pleased Here's from the thing. what I gather. Here's the thing. First of all, love Helen Mirren as an actress. Don't love her as a host on this show. She is clearly what? very scripted. She... Mm-hmm. The whole thing is is very scripted, which annoys me. So, like, the the number one thing that frustrated me about the first episode is how you had all of these people who were, like, there was three people for Gryffindor, three people for Hufflepuff. They were all six, supposedly, these, like, huge Harry Potter fans, like, super fans. But they were discussing amongst themselves what Remus Lupin's nickname is. As if they didn't, as if they didn't know the answer. I know, I know. They pretended they didn't know the answer, which was annoying. And and let me tell you that when I was auditioning for this show, um, I was instructed to react very big. So what that means is, if I got an answer right, they wanted me to basically like take my shirt off and swing it around my head, get excited. (laughs) If I got it wrong. She literally told me, be like, like, pound the desk or like something like get upset if you get it wrong. And in my head, as I'm auditioning for this, I'm like, I don't. That's I, that's not me. I don't yeah, do that. Yeah. I, in my heart, wanted it to be more like a Jeopardy 
where mm-hmm. those people are themselves. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that to me is more um, realistic trivia, especially for like, I don't know. You, we're not well, as, as, as a whole fandom, like you, there aren't, not everybody's an actor. You know what I mean? And if you're going to get like the real deal, yes, these people might be like real Potterheads and no lot. I don't doubt that at all. But like that, when you told me that, it was a turnoff. I didn't like that. I I did not watch it. I honestly don't even know what channel it was supposed to be I think on. It's on TBS. Yeah, it's I on TBS. Know. I don't know why. They, um, is, does HBO own them? I don't know, but you can't watch it on know. you can't watch it on HBO Max. You have to download the TBS app, and it is free to watch on the TBS app, which is nice because I did not want to have to pay for it to watch this. Um, so it's free to because watch it. Was it was advertised as an HBO show. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, weird. It, it it's what's kind of annoying is like they're catering and I kind of get it from the standpoint of like, they want to make sure this is like Fun. mass marketable, but yeah. like realistically the Potter fans that are watching this are going to be like, that's a dumb question. You know what I mean? Like, and that seems yeah. from everybody, everybody that I've seen talk about it. One, I'm probably not going to watch it one, because if the questions are that dumb, I'm like, I just, it's I, also I, multiple choice, I will say through me off too. I will say that the questions, progressively got a little bit better but it was more so like none of the questions were particularly hard whenever they were a multiple choice or anything what was hard were these like weird challenges that they came up with where like they had three couches yeah um they had three couches that they brought out like real couches that they like put on this stage in front of them and they said which couch is the couch that was in the granger's house whenever hermione obliviated her parents and like it was the actual so it's like and it was the actual prop so they they let them i mean that's cool but it's cool but also like but also like the scene that they showed to like prove which one was real like you can't even see the couch like it's seriously it's so obscure it's like that's ridiculous ask me a solid question that is actually worth asking me instead of like trying to divide the two teams by coming up with some obscure bs that's what it seemed like to me maybe i'm i'm just saying well hold on warner media does own hbo cnn cartoon network tbs tnt warner brothers so um it just but i don't know why they advertised it as an hbo show and then do you think that they were like maybe it's eventually gonna be everybody has hbo let me put it on a network that more people have Mm. i don't know it just, I just seemed a fan of um like mo- a lot of movie questions because yeah. like yes it it's and it's and she- I, this is also coming from us where like obviously we've all read the books several times so it's like when you're watching it and you're like oh blah 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 that didn't freaking happen in the books you know what right. I mean like yeah he didn't get that crap from Neville he got it from Dobby kind of a thing where yeah if you read the books like you're gonna know that didn't happen that didn't happen that didn't happen so like why be movie heavy when it's wrong <laughs> yeah uh they, when when i was interviewing for it they asked me like director's questions um uh oh crud C- uh composer questions stuff like that but like the I mean, actual cool. like trivia trivia wasn't movie related so i don't know when that yeah. all changed yeah also without okay, fail Kate. if they did multiple choice it was like a b c and then d was always something this absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous but it was always d and it's like if you're gonna throw in a funny one 
mix it up a little bit make it a or c I, or i will say sometimes i wonder because on good mythical morning whenever they do stuff like that and they give them like choices of a b c or d d is always and consistently something like ridiculously outrageous okay. that like maybe that's you know thing. for a fact it's and like maybe they were like oh they do this really well so like we're gonna do it or maybe they even took it from somewhere else where they did it and it was really successful yeah um I don't know, but I also think like whatever you said, something biscuits. It was like bronchitis biscuits. Bronchitis biscuits. Like, also the lupinator, like, which you know that's just what I'm gonna call them now, so it's fine. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So what was the hardest question you thought that they had? The, that, I mean, like those obscure ones, like the couch. Like that was. Oh. But like the ones that I thought were like okay, like there was one question, and it was they had divided and were asking each house specific questions about their house. So they asked the Gryffindor team what Dumbledore's third name is in his name. And I was like, okay, no, that that's a cool think. one. Like, that yeah. one makes you think. Like, that wasn't too bad. And they literally made the answers just like Albus, Wolfric, Percival, yeah. Wolfric, Bryant. Like, they just, like, did them like that. And they said, which one is the third one in his name? So, like, that was that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. Like, what was the Hufflepuff one? Do you remember the Hufflepuff question? Mm-mm. I actually stepped away for a second. Oh, true. I apologize. But it it was, and then there was another one. Like they had different. So they had the one where it was like they had like those where you had to watch the like a clip, and they did ask a hard mm, freaking there was, question. But see again, it's like it was so obscure. They were trying to come up with ways to separate the teams by yeah. literally just like luck instead of actual like questions. So like they played us. They played the scene where Lupin and Harry are practicing with the um bogart dementor and mm-hmm. the the camera pans onto one of the candles that is like a, a vertebrae you know yeah yeah and then they stopped it <laughs> get Almost. this they stopped it and then said there was a roman numeral etched on one of the candles what was it yeah oh dang. what was the well, second do one you- down yeah what was yeah. the second do one down remember- Oh. Wait, we were just talking about this. Do you seen remember it. playing Seen It? Like Harry Potter Seen It? And they would have, mm-hmm. like, when it was like time to do, like, the clip one, and they would have ridiculous things. Like, and I remember we were playing the one time, and I just started, like, they're going to ask, like, some obscure question that has nothing to do with the scene. And the one was, like, it was a scene where um, he gives his sock to Dobby, and what I was like, it's going to be, oh, what foot doesn't have a sock? And that was the question. Yeah. It's like, how ridiculous is that yeah that's not potter trivia that's yeah. noticing movie yeah <laughs> like details yeah. trivia okay so the next one i don't have a whole lot on which is why i i doubled up on stories because literally all we have heard is that permits have been filed at universal orlando at epic universe for the area that is rumored to be the fantastic beast slash wizarding world section there's no details on what the permits are or if they are actually Wizarding World, but didn't it say ride? It says like building. It's like ride a, a ride building. Yeah, yeah, ride building. So, so I don't know. We'll see. And then the last mm-hmm. thing that I wanted to share with everybody is that Rupert Grint has signed on to be in a new Netflix series that is being directed and created by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of big news. He's going to be on a Netflix show. Good for good for him. Show or movie? Show series. Good for old Roop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it say like anything about what the series is? Roop a doop. Uh, it Have says curiosities. Yeah. Huh. Sounds um 
curious. <laughs> a collection Weird. of live action stories meant to challenge our traditional notions of horror from mac- macabre to magical Macab. gothic to grotesque or classically <laughs> What's going creepy. On? <laughs> she was saying it incorrectly and Katie corrected her. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> macabre. Whatever. I didn't know he what and I it? were the same macabre. age. What? It's macabre. That's how you say it. Even though there's yeah. an R E at the end? Yeah. Well, that's macabre. stupid. It is stupid. <laughs> I wonder if it's like, I just bought a book when I was in California that had something with, like, I think curiosity on it. So I have to look at it and see if it has anything to do with it. Very Apparently, Guillermo has publicly had his eye on Rupert. Because he previously praised the actor for his role in Apple's servant on social media. I saw him as Ron Weasley. Thought he'd be great for <laughs> Ron, Ron. I thought Ron you Weasley. meant it was called Apple's servant. That's no. what I thought. But <laughs> the Apple's TV show. All I know is I've heard Rails weird things about Shape of Water. Um, I don't know. I've never seen anything by Guillermo del Toro, so... It won awards. I oh I, I know. Never watched it. But I've heard some bizarre scenes from that movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh, anyway, that is all of <laughs> the news that I have to share. Sweet South. So make sure that you follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends because if you like us, then hopefully they will too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Swish Flickcast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Swish Flickcast. By supporting our podcast, it keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, Swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to send in your Potter story or any questions or concerns, you can do so to our email, which is swishflickcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Megan. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Every time. But let me say, every time you're like, because if you like us, your friends will too. And I always want to go, no, they won't. Really? Not to say that, like, I always think of, I have friends that have drastically different um ideas of like what they not that they don't think i'm entertaining uh because they better do because that's what i paid them for um but they aren't into power like i am so like they would be like they wouldn't want to listen but they only would want to listen because like i'm making the content does that make sense true thing thing. yeah so no my friends wouldn't like me too (laughs) i was like here listen this would be like that's not for me that's not for me All right, Katie, it's time. Can I just say before you start, I was like, oh, okay, Tiffany's section. And then I was like, why is she having Katie? Like, what is she doing? <laughs> How many episodes is it? Oh, 200. This is the 200. Well, there's episode. more. If you yeah, don't count. Even more too. Yeah. Bonuses yes. and other things. Yeah. Correct. But like 225 normal chapter episodes. You're okay. I don't think I am. Well, we're going to have to push through anyway. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the Ish, 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 Asa. You just speak parcel speak tongue? parcel tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that was so quiet. I barely heard you. <laughs> Notes to Bev. Turn up Tiffany's mic. Well, because I didn't know what I was going to say at first. And I, I was like, tell. just go with Hesh Hasa. <laughs>
Well, if you didn't know how to say recap in Parseltongue, now you know. <laughs> All right, so we finished off the last chapter with a good old sassy Harry moment, which they're just my favorite. It lands him in detention, but let's be honest, it's totally worth it. Um, Potions with Slughorn is very different from Potions with Snape. Slughorn has made it into a competition. Whoever brews the best potion gets a vial of liquid luck, and Harry wins. Thanks yeah, to who? Half-blood, I don't know, somebody. Some Eileen Prince lady's son or something. I don't know. <laughs> a nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn, baby. I think I want to make a book tree. Okay. <laughs> so, school days. School days. Harry's doing great in potions, you know, because of the stuff that's written all over his book. Um, ignore me singing. That was terrible. Ron and Hermione are not happy about this. I think Hermione, because she doesn't like being less than the best. And Ron, I think because he's like jealous that he has this book and he's doing better because he can't read the writing. <laughs> and it's like going to be too obvious if they're both <laughs> staring at like one book being like, what does it say? Anywho, it's Saturday, so you know what that means. It's the date with Dumbledore. Date with Dumbledore. <laughs> um, and Dumbledore's moved Harry's detention with Snape to the following weekend. So he's got two dates in a row. One with Dumbledore and one with Snape. Do you think which one he's going to enjoy more? Um, they decide to spend their time together hopping into Bob Ogden's uh, memories. You know, all alone in the moonlight. And they get to hear some snake speak it. So that's kind of cool. See? Does it too. Huh? I said, see, you do it too. So for the rest of the potions lessons that week, Harry continued to follow instructions of the Half-Blood Prince whenever they deviated from, help me with this name. Labatious? Labatious Barrage. I think. So Labatious Barrage's instructions. Who was that, you say? I didn't, but you can tell me anyways. Apparently was widely considered one of the world's most famous potioners. I wonder if it's like, because like if you have a libation, that's like a beverage, like a drink, an alcoholic beverage. Like those are sometimes called like potions mm. by some people. <laughs> so the information on this friend is a writing by the author. And it's called. Oh, from. What's the South American school? How do you say that? Wagadu? No, that's no, that's oh, that's Africa. That's Uganda or Africa. Castle Bruxelles. Castle Brujo. Castle Brujo. I think that's right. How to say it? Anyway, so so Vinny. school Tell in us Brazil. How to say it. <laughs> um. So one of his many published works are advanced potion making. Um. Asiatic anti-venoms, have yourself a fiesta in battle. These are all books by this person. Um, the first and second are used at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry as a textbook. I would not want to have a fiesta in battle, just in case anybody. Um, but I think this next point is really interesting because even though... This person obviously is a great potioner. Like, it's a book that Hogwarts uses. Severus Snape is a very good potioner as well and did make, I would say, improvements 
on these potions. Yeah. Here's my only thing with this, and I know I talked about it last episode. But it's it's like the ever-changing science. But like you can get better at doing something, more efficient at doing the, something. It, just the way it's written and the way it comes off is that like Hermione's almost doing it wrong. I think that Snape's way is just more effective. Yeah. What I'm saying, it just seems it just seems that like it bothers me because regardless of like if you take a recipe and you're making like a standard mac and cheese, like if you just do that and you follow it to the T and you do everything right, that's still a darn good mac and cheese. Like, that's macaroni and but cheese. But what if your sauce breaks? That's where my head's at. Yeah, you know same. what I mean? But like, for Hermione, she, I don't think her sauce would ever break. You know what I mean? Well, like she's Hermione's not going to make it. But, like, for her, she's really good at potions. But maybe her sauce broke. I don't, I, I just don't, I just don't see it that way. Because realistically, if you do everything correctly, your sauce isn't going to break. If you have it at the right temperature, if you're stirring correctly, if you're doing everything right the way you're supposed to, well, it's not going to break. Maybe so. Like when I read this, it's Harry. almost like Harry's making like the best potion ever, and then Hermione's is just okay. Like it's falling way short of the mark. Where like if she's following the book, it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Like yes, his can be better than hers, and yes, part of it is that she's she doesn't like the fact that. She's following everything. She's doing all all the things she's supposed to do, and she's still not as good as him. But it's still the way it seems is like even Slughorn's like, oh, you're just okay. Like, but Harry's is better. Like, I just don't. That doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't like it. Okay, I do think that <laughs> Harry doing so well, like, bothers her though. So maybe, oh, absolutely. So like yeah, to me, absolutely. So like to me, she could be off her game because of that. Like maybe, maybe she wasn't doing everything the way she was supposed to, because she was flustered. You know? Yeah, maybe because yeah. that first one that she makes when before she could have gotten flustered about it, which she did a little bit. He did when he saw Hermione's potion first and was like, he said like, it was good. very pleased with it. But yeah. then he yeah, saw Harry's he was and was impressed. like, "Tis perfect." Well. But I think that, like, in the book, it says that he looked at it and he said it was passable. Which the to first me is like, yeah. one? Or yeah. The next yeah. One? Uh-huh. And, like, I, and I totally get it. Because I think, I think with Hermione, she's, she's very much, like, she's doing, following all the rules. And she's always been that way where she's a rule follower. Yeah. And I think, like, in her friendship, she's, like, getting away from that. But at the same time, like, this is school. This is what you're, like, if you do all of these things that are written in the book, you're supposed to get a perfect potion. And so I think it's frustrating for her that now she's not the best one. Absolutely. I think she's frustrated with Harry that it almost seems like he's cutting corners and he's getting out, like, ahead of her. But, like, I think it's just because, yes, Snape knew what he was doing and just did little tricks and be like, this works better. Mm -hmm. I I don't disagree with that. I just think that her potion, it should be, I don't know. Well, Runal Waslib says, I don't think of potions as cooking. I think of it as chemistry. You can follow the instructions and fail in a lab. There's tons of technique needed to succeed. I don't know really anything about chemistry, so I'm going to take their word for it. I don't know if that helps you. If she's never failed before, why all of a sudden, if she's taken, like if you're talking chemistry, if she's done the same thing, if she's been able to make a, a, a polyjuice potion when she was in her second year like she knows what she's doing and like but if you the whole point like if you do an experiment and you do it exactly the same like you're you should if oh, you're doing it correctly Wazlub is a chemist should, so we trust should them. get the same results <laughs> like that's part of like experiments is like you had to re- re- replicate the results right so like i don't know 
I know. I don't. I, know. I just don't love that. It but. just seems that like she's failing, and I know she's not, but that's just like how I'm reading it. Anyways, we can move on. It really doesn't matter. <laughs> All of the rest has to do with um game. The game we don't care about. So, moving on. The game we don't care about. Yeah, like whatever the one with Jacob. Jacob, whatever. <laughs> what is that game called? Hogwarts or another on the phone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wizards Unite. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not. Yeah, isn't that like going away too? Aren't they like shutting it down it at the is. end of January? So, take it off the wiki. I don't care about any of that information. All right. So by the fourth lesson, Slughorn was raving about Harry's potioneering abilities, and he had rarely taught anyone who was so talented. And both Ron and Hermione are not exactly pleased by this turn of events. And Harry offers to share the book with both of them but ron is not able to decipher the half-blood prince's handwriting like harry is and hermione's like no dog i'm gonna keep following quote-unquote the official directions but as class continued on she became more bad-tempered because her results were not as good as the prince's aka harry Potter. and so Harry does wonder about who the Half-Blood Prince had been or is. <laughs> but the amount of homework that they have been given prevented him from actually reading his entire copy of Advanced Potion Making. Doesn't he say later in this book, like, he's sitting there reading this textbook and he's like, this is like a Hermione behavior. Yeah, like, I think so. He would never have been caught reading a textbook, like, for pleasure. Hmm. But he did have time to skim the book, and there was barely a page where the prince had not written in notes. But not all of them were about potion making. There were some that were spells that the prince had created himself. Why write that in a potions book? I maybe think it's maybe just he was book. just constantly in know. that book. Probably. Mm. Do you think he loved potions because Lily was good at it? Oh, oh, oh. Maybe. Maybe. maybe that's what made him focus so much on it to try to like impress her. Could yeah. be. Could be. Why are you so and obsessed so, with me? <laughs> Everybody knows. Oh, so while Harry and Ron are talking about this, Hermione chimes in or herself. And I don't love this section. It gives me bad vibes because of the author. Mm. Okay. So let me read on. Quote It might have been a girl. I think the handwriting looks more like a girl's than a boy's. That's not a thing, by the way. That's just Tiffany yeah, saying that. You, That's yeah, not a thing. Yeah. You just have handwriting, handwriting is handwriting. Yeah. You have a handwriting style that is specific to you. Yes. But handwritings don't have genders. Okay. So the half-blood prince he called he was called, said Harry. How many girls have been princes? Hermione seemed to have had no answer to this. She merely scowled and twitched her essay of oh, I'm sorry, on the principles of rematerialization away from Ron. Who was trying to read it upside down. I do like that part. <laughs> but this comes back later when Harry and Hermione are talking about who the Half-Blood Prince is. Because she's like, I'm kind of right. Because Eileen Prince is Snape's mother. Which is where he gets that name from. Who? Who's that? <laughs> Some nobody. I love when I always say like... um, I always am like, oh, I read it. I said it online the one day. I'm like, who's I have friends and I'm getting messages? And I was like, y'all, it's a joke. Like, don't you listen to this? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so 
so that that part does come back around later in this book when you know i mean it's obviously a traumatic time and not saying like hermione wasn't like insensitive when she was correcting him at the end of this book um she was just stating a fact from what i can remember of the last time i read it but also she i mean she's excited to have been correct you know i would have been and like yeah but you don't say that after like dumbledore's been murdered well (laughs) snape is the one who did it and harry's under the impression that everybody's bad nobody you're not supposed to be like told yourself (laughs) you know it oh my god So it's time for Harry to go to his first lesson with Dumbledore and Hermione and Ron wish him luck and Harry headed out through the deserted corridors. But Professor Trelawney appeared around the corner and hid behind a statue. She was muttering to herself as she shuffled some dirty looking playing cards and she was reading them as she walked. And I had my brain explode when I did my notes on this. So Trelawney says, Two of spades, conflict, she murmured as she passed the place where Harry crouched hidden. Seven of spades, an ill omen. Ten of spades, violence. Knave of spades, a dark young man, possibly troubled, one who dislikes the questioner. She stopped dead right on the other side of Harry's statue. Well, that can't be right, she said, annoyed, and Harry heard her rushing vigorously as she set off again, leaving nothing but a whiff of cooking sherry behind her. Okay. Obviously, two of spades conflict. Who is conflicted? Draco. Draco Malfoy. Ill omen. Dumbledore dying. Violence. The Battle of the Tower. Dark young man possibly troubled one who dislikes the questioner. Malfoy disliking Snape for questioning him. Tiffany, get out right now. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Chills. I mean, I I just, I love that this is just more proof that Trelawney truly, like, she truly is. She's, I, a, seer, she's a seer. I know that people she like just, to, like, knock her. She's just a little she weird. It's it. fine. She doesn't know it. It's inconsistent. And she doesn't recognize it. Yeah. And it's not her fault that she doesn't recognize when, obviously, she goes into those trances. Um. I don't know if anybody's ever actually told her that she's made predictions that are correct. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, but like this, I don't think that she really believes in herself, so she doesn't see anything coming from this. Did you by chance look up like what those actual tarot cards mean? No, I just connected it with Potter. Okay. Just curious. Okay. But isn't that crazy cool? That's yeah, awesome. That awesome. So cool. I was so excited. I'm proud of I you. I was like, so thanks job okay (laughs) harry waited until she was gone and he hurried until he reached the spot on the seventh floor there was a lot of sevens thrown out in there anyway um seventh floor and then what was it uh seven of spades oh wait hold on seven of spades ten of spades ten and two is twelve oh so we have a seven and a twelve is that all we got? What is knave? Um, I think a knave is like a, it's like a knight, I think. Any Jack. Oh, Jack. A jack or a knave in some games referred to as bower is a playing card, which in traditional French and English decks features a man in the traditional or historic aristocratic 
or courtier dress. I can look up what those tarot cards mean when Megan and then her section. If you Google it, the definition says a dishonest or unscrupulous man. Well, I don't know if are they, are they tarot cards or are they just playing cards? I don't know. She says playing cards. Maybe. I don't. I don't. Those aren't tarot cards. Well, I think that like some. I, I'm trying to remember like what mine. I don't. Have, I don't know. To be honest, I haven't looked at them in a while. I don't know. They're cards. Yeah, but this says playing cards, so I don't know. I just thought they were regular playing cards. Um, so Harry's on the seventh floor corridor where the single gargoyle stood against the wall, and I wanted to go over the symbolism of gargoyles because I just thought that was cool. This is from gargoylesstore.blogspot. <laughs> Interesting. Yes, if you would like to purchase a gargoyle. Um, Did you buy one for Christmas? No. It says, gargoyles were commonly used in medieval times. Their two main purposes were to scare off evil and to divert rainwater. <laughs> Many had open... We've talked about these on the podcast before. I'm sure we have. Because I remember talking about, like, because there's gargoyles on Notre Dame, correct? Yes. Yeah. So... Many have open mouths and long necks because they functioned as downspouts to divert rainwater from building foundations. The word gargoyle originates from the old French word gargoyle, <laughs> meaning throat, but which also describes the gurgling sound of water as it is coming down the downspout. Gargoyle. Like that. That was great. Thanks. My French is like. Top notch. <laughs> oh, geez. So to understand medieval sculpture, you must imagine the medieval person's powerful belief in God. The cathedral was the manifestation of their faith. The cathedral was to be the most beautiful structure on earth, and no task was considered too arduous for the glory of God. It's believed that Catholic Church originally used gargoyle statues as a visual reminder to their pagan converts, many of whom were illiterate. There were some of... I'm sorry, they were something of a sermon in stone or a warning of sorts to teach people how to be a, behave in a non-written way aka using a statue to deviate you from sinning pretty much so that's that gargoyles Sweet. and i believe that this gets very confused because of the movie what is it a griffin it is and yeah people like griffin door no, I'm sorry. It's a gargoyle. You're wrong. Sex to suck. <laughs> All right. So Harry says the password, which Dumbledore hid in the letter as acid pops. And then the good old gargoyle leapt aside and up the spiral stone staircase went like a magical escalator, which Harry steps onto. And it takes him up to the door of Dumbledore's office and he knocks on the brass knocker. An escapator. An escapator, according to Arthur Weasley. Um, mm. So Dumbledore makes small talk, which to me is always just kind of a little bit awkward. It Like in the books, I guess not so much, but I think about in the movies at the beginning of this movie, actually Half-Blood Prince, whenever he like interrupts Harry's potential like hookup in the beginning of the movie. And he, he like tries to make small talk with Harry like when he meets him and it's just awkward. But anyway. Um, door. <laughs> so he says i hope you've had an enjoyable first week back at school you must have been busy a detention under your belt already 
and Harry's hopes and dreams of this detention getting forgotten about and not having to get served is gone because alas earwax it is now next Saturday instead of today so it was supposed to be the same time as this right yeah so Harry just like yeah. automatically assumes he didn't even yeah. like ask Dumbledore if no. it got moved or anything he's just like well that's more important which <laughs> right. it is but he just like shows like, up like, like no big deal yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> Um, but Harry doesn't want to talk about or think about the detention because he is so focused on what this lesson is going to be about. He is looking around the office. The word that the author uses is surreptitiously, which means in a way to attempt to avoid notice or attention or like trying to look around secretly. Um, but the, it make, that word makes me think of um, Panic at the Wicked. Disco. Oh, surreptitiously. No. Oh, it does make me panic. think of panic at the disco too you're right um but the office looks like it always does there's the delicate silver instruments standing on the spindle-legged tables which are all fixed after harry's little temper tantrum at the end of last year uh <laughs> there are puffs of smoke and whirring portraits of previous headmasters and headmistresses all dozing in their frames and Fox is there standing on his perch, and there is no space for dueling practice, which is what Harry, in his head, had decided what he thought this was going to be. It was going to be like dueling lessons with Dumbledore. So Dumbledore just cuts to the chase, though. He's like, so Harry, you've been wondering, I'm sure, what I have planned for you during these, for want of a better word, lessons. And he then goes into the fact that he's now decided that it's the time now that Harry knows what prompted Voldemort to try and kill him 15 years ago, it's time for him to be given certain information. Um, but Harry immediately <clears throat> sounds a little accusing here because he's like, uh, you said at the end of last term you were going to tell me everything. <laughs> and then he adds, you know, Sir. you know so funny. <laughs> Joke's on you, Harry Potter. Because he's like, I, he tells him, doesn't he? He's like, well, I told you everything I yeah. knew. He and didn't lie. That, in my head, I literally was like, why you lie? I'm like, that's such a lie. Here's, and like, you know, you are on borrowed time. Here's the thing. And the way he gets away with that is the fact that he didn't want to tell him anything that wasn't set in stone for sure. He didn't want to tell him his wonderings, his musings, his guesses that usually turn out to be correct. Aren't those his words? And it's like, bro, this kid needs to be informed. He's not going to turn away. He's not that kind of guy. He should have had more trust in Harry. He's not that kind of guy. <laughs> That's how you said it. <laughs> I did it. Yes, a little did. bit. It was not kind of guy. <laughs> a little bit. Kiss my Come here, <laughs> So Harry sounds accusing, like I said. And after he says that, he adds sir at the end. But again, a little bit snippy. <laughs> And Dumbledore just kind of like boredly is like, and so I did. And then I say, no, you didn't. You cotton headed ninny muggins. You're a liar. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're God. a liar. He does have like a liar. A Dumbledore said. Yeah. And so I did. Cottony. <sighs> so why the f you honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> Harry or Dumbledore lying. says, I told you everything I know again, except for the fact that you got to die. Harry <laughs> didn't tell you that. <laughs> And from this or point, like he's about to die, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of death going on in this room in the near like, future. Wanted, here's the thing: new name to death, dudes. It will always, 
be horrible when Dumbledore dies. But had Harry known, at least he would have been able to have, like, it would have been such a shock. It still would have been incredibly sad and probably traumatic. I need Um, you to look at your hair. The sticking up. (laughs) (laughs) Today was hair washing day, but I didn't do it because I'm going to wash it tomorrow. I am, too, going to wash my hair tomorrow. Anyway, cool for you. All right. (laughs) Cool for you. So Dumbledore then also says, this is like just so such fancy wording here. From this from this point forth, we shall be leaving the firm foundation of fact and journeying together through the murky marshes of memory into thickets of wildest guesswork. Sounds like a lot of words to say I'm full of poop is what I have to say. <laughs> Is he wrong? <laughs> Listen, as I was reading this part, I was just like very anti Dumbledore. I was like, "What? He's such a liar. He's just, oh, he's just What's lying. He lying about that, though. He's not. He, he's not. All right, I will admit. Okay, but but he's also you. not fully truthing. Yes, exactly. On um, in that sentence, are we all fully truthing, Catherine? I strive mm. to be, but you know, I guess we can all slip up. So Harry's like, dude, I mean, you think you're right, though, right? And Dumbledore's like, yeah, I think I'm right. I'm always right. That's what he says. Um, Does he? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, okay, so I'm just going to read this little bit from the book. This This is Dumbledore talking. Naturally, I do. But as I've already proven to you, I make mistakes like the next man. In fact, being, forgive me, rather cleverer than most men. My mistakes tend to be correspondingly huger. Huge. Huge. (laughs) Don't say that on this podcast. Sir, said (laughs) Harry tentatively, (laughs) does what you're going to tell me have anything to do with the prophecy? Will it help me survive? Will it? Will it, Dumbledore? Anyway. You tell me a whole lot more than he does. I mean, he lives. Jeez. It has. Yeah, I did. Once. But I had an extra life. (laughs) Free guy. It has a very great deal to do with the prophecy, said Dumbledore, as casually as if Harry had asked him about the next day's weather. And I certainly hope that it will help you to survive. But does he truly still at this point think Harry has a chance at surviving? Yes. Does he? Yeah. He thinks at this point, I think he I think he thinks that he's got. A good old crooks on the inside. Does he think or does he hope? He hopes. So he's okay. gonna take that chance. He's gonna take that chance. Of course, greater good. And that's where people get the pig for slaughter thing is because he's willing to give up Harry's life for this, and he's willing to bet that he's right. So I pulled what out my good know? old Dumbledore book. Read to me, baby. The Dumbledore, the book. Dumbledore book by Irvin. Irvin. So it says, however, the end will play out. This is I'm reading from the Half-Blood Prince chapter in this book, FYI, just in case anybody wants to find it themselves. It says, however, the end will play out. Both plans start with the same few steps. So one, Snape becomes master of the Elder Wand upon killing Dumbledore. That fails. Two, Harry destroys all the remaining Horcruxes, the Locket, Cup, Nagini, and an unknown Horcrux of Ravenclaws. Three, Harry's alerted to the fact that his scar is a Horcrux. Four, Harry sacrifices himself to destroy the Scarcrux. 
He's going to sacrifice himself. <laughs> Five. Harry's <laughs> willing sacrifice serious. imbues the wizarding world with the same protection that Harry got from Lily's sacrifice. <laughs> we were right. <laughs> However, from this point, events may play out in two different directions. So we're going to call this instance Plan mm-hmm. A. Six. Mm-hmm. Because Harry's tethered to life by Voldemort, he should theoretically not die when Voldemort tries to kill him. And seven, Harry comes back to life and proceeds to defeat Voldemort. So then there is information from the author's old website where she says here, the author stresses that there was no way for Dumbledore to know Harry would survive being killed by Voldemort. On her old website, she wrote, it is important to state that I always saw these kinds of magic, the very deepest life and death issues, as essentially unscientific. In other words, there is no Elder Wand plus Lily's blood equals assured survival formula. So if Harry does survive, the supposed and preferred outcome, obviously, he then goes about defeating the newly mortal Voldemort. This would still require prodigious skill since Lord Voldemort's powers are formidable, but Dumbledore believes it can be done, especially (laughs) since Harry will have good allies in his trusty Phoenix Feather Wand with its complex relationship to Voldemort. But defeating Voldemort... (laughs) is of paramount importance, so a contingency plan is needed. So, plan B is basically Snape's redemption, where Harry dies, and thanks to the protection from Harry's sacrifice and the fact that Voldemort's now mortal, another reasonably talented wizard should be able to kill Voldemort. So ideally, Snape would use the Elder Wand to defeat Voldemort and clear his name. But Dumbledore at no point there's no way for him to know Harry would survive, according to the no. author. There's absolutely no. no way for him to know. So to but to guess, sure, I guess Mia, Mia brought up. I thought Dumbledore believed that Harry could survive when he learned in Goblet that Voldemort took Harry's blood to revive himself. That that's what the look of triumph was in Dumbledore's eyes when he hears that information. But did he know then about the Scarcrux? I love that. I love how he calls it that. I know. But did he know then that Harry was a Horcrux? So, like, that was, like, his that first, hey, been... maybe there's another way out of this besides this kid dying. And then it ended so up maybe being he different does have than hope blood. Now. Huh? Yeah. So he does have hope now because of that? I Certainly don't think, has hope. I, I, don't think, I don't think Dumbledore is the type of person that would have said, if he if he didn't have 100% proof, I don't think he would have said he he knew something. That's why he's always saying... He guesses. Let's. What did he say earlier? What they're going to enter in the world of guesswork or whatever? Like he's yeah. never going to say that he knows it if he doesn't have a hundred percent proof. And I that's think the way that he gets away with things. I think what bothers me is that he should have told Harry more guesswork than totally. he did. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, wholeheartedly agree with you. I saw this thing online. Like I said. Harry's not that kind of guy to run away. Right. Yeah. I saw this thing online. It was like, you give someone like life advice and then you always end it with, but I don't know, man, like you do what you want because you don't want to be responsible yeah, if things go south. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's on you, you know? Right. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm not an expert or anything. <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah, I, I just wish at, I would like this conversation that Dumbledore and Harry are having right now was a great opportunity for more to be said. And it wasn't, which is frustrating. 
especially now because Dumbledore knows his time is limited. So it's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta give more. <laughs> you the gotta most frustrating give. part is like he doesn't give him enough information about Horcruxes. Yeah, killer. I know, and like well, and you know that says... that's what he's passing on to Harry to do, and that's the thing he doesn't tell him enough about. Like, why yeah. wait? Like Harry already knows at this point that he. <clears throat> Well, no, he doesn't know that he has to die, but he knows that he's the one that has to essentially like fight him. In the he, end, right? I mean, honestly, though, um, at this point, I think Harry does think he has to die because it's either going to. Well, it's either he's going to die or Voldemort's going to die. So either way, he's OK <laughs> with sacrificing himself or like the chance of sacrificing. Yeah. But the reason that Dumbledore isn't telling him this, and this is what we hear at King's Cross again, that chapter is that Dumbledore cares too much about him. He wants him happy. He doesn't want him, essentially, I don't think he says this, but, like, Dumbledore had, a like, such a tough upbringing, tragedy after tragedy. Harry's the same way, and he doesn't want that for him, so he keeps pushing this off. Now, whether you think withholding information from someone is right or wrong, he did it anyway, and he did it with good intentions, paved the way. Well, but, like, when they're and talking about Horcruxes laying around, because that would have been the time I've been, like, this is how we get rid of them. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Marcus brought up. And like, I don't see how like there's any, sorry, Katie. It's okay. I just don't see how there's any way that him having the Horcrux conversation, but only having it in a chunk and not the full conversation that should have been had, how that's helping him. I mean, at this point, like he's almost considered to be a wizard adult. Let him know. He's not 11 anymore. Yes. You know what I mean? like he needs to know for me personally for me i omission to me is equivalent to lying yeah when it's stuff like this you're not telling me that i'm having a surprise party that's different (laughs) right (laughs) but like if you're not telling me that i'm gonna have to die in order to try and have one shot at saving the wizarding world got one shot one opportunity Is that a Hamilton reference? We haven't had a Hamilton reference in a while. That's from Eminem. It's from that song that you claim you don't know. Every time the song is brought up, you think it's something else. In the music. I don't know that song. Yes, you do. But now I brought up Hamilton. Meg, Mom's Spaghetti. I was thinking, isn't it goes one shot? Oh, what is it? Yeah. Doesn't it? Isn't that song like one shot? I've seen Hamilton twice. No, I, I can't think of it. Giving up my sh- it's my, my shot. shot. My shot. Got it. My One shot. shot. <laughs> <laughs> this um, sounds like um I dream of Jeannie, like da Marcus brought up um if Harry's sacrifice would have even worked properly if he didn't think he was actually going to die. And I I like that because if you go in thinking well, there might be a chance that I can come back. Then I feel like it doesn't have the exact effect of I'm going into this it's knowing I'm going to die to for everyone else. I, but even if he like, even if he knew, like not knew that he was going to come back. I think that like, even if he had been pre-told, like you're probably going to have to sacrifice yourself. He still would have done it. Like that's Harry yeah, to me. Like, yeah, he would Like Harry was always going to sacrifice himself. I agree. Yeah. My biggest gripe truly is that he just didn't tell him how to get rid of Horcruxes. Yeah, I know. You know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> Grinders. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously this is layered and loaded and 
Like onions and, and that, ogres. Like, I was gonna say like horcruxes are like ogres. <laughs> like a loaded horcruxes. This whole Dumbledore situation. Don't, don't compare no, horcruxes no, 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 no. to Shrek. No, the wonderful. And I, ogre. I'm sorry to potato skins because I love thee, but this whole Dumbledore situation is a loaded potato skin. But like, do you think it's like a Friday's loaded potato skin or like a good potato like, skin? Potato <laughs> skin. <laughs> Where are you from, girl? I don't even know. Uh, what's on you, a Friday's loaded potato on, skin? Wait, wait, wait. What would you put on a Dumbledore loaded potato skin? Potato. Cockroach Cheese. clusters. No, Bacon. I want. I want to know like what what. I'm giving you the layers. I was. I meant like metaphorical layers. Oh, I don't want to do that. That's Lied, too deep for us lies. here on Swish and Flick. We just want to lies talk about ingredients. I just wanted to talk about the food. Okay, you got the potato. Cheese. I feel like there's got to be something nasty in there. If it's going to be a Dumbledore. Only because, yeah, like... Yeah, it's scallions. Like, all of these layers aren't <gasps> great. Scallions for Megan. She doesn't like scallions. Scallions on a potato skin are lying. What if you I put, agree. like, lemon zest on top because of sherbet lemon? Ugh. That's gross. I didn't say it was going to be tasty. Well, now I'm annoyed that y'all ruined potato skin maybe instead of like you put ricotta instead of oh, that, that might be good though i don't like ricotta cheese that would actually Just probably saying. be pretty solid like instead of sour cream yeah wait do you no, put sour cream I love it. yeah you do okay i'm sour getting all can confused. you toss me one of those a potato skin <laughs> so dumbledore comes around with the pensive and get ready for this they're gonna look at some memories or a memory, rather. A single, lone, little memory. Just won this lesson. More memories all alone in the moonlight. <laughs> I hear you like this. Because I love it. <laughs> Beautiful. Is it Katie's turn? <laughs> <laughs> so Dumbledore gets the pensive out. And nope. he... The pensive. Thank and you. he comments, Harry, you look worried. And Harry's thinking, yeah, that's true, because all my previous experiences with this thing have been uncomfortable, and the last time I saw a lot more than I would have wished. So Dumbledore's like, don't worry this time, you're with me, and even more unusually, with permission. Which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how Dumbledore like just embraces the troublemaking side of Harry, just takes it as it is. So Harry, he just tripped and fell into the pond so you, right, you know. Right. <laughs> just a just a wee trip. So Harry's asks where they're going, and Dumbledore says, A trip down Bob Ogden's memory lane. And when I typed in to look him up, I typed Bob O and Bob Odenkirk came up, and then I thought it was really funny oh. that Meg tried to change my notes to Bob Odenkirk <laughs> to trip me up. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you snake. <laughs> um, so Dumbledore pulls a crystal bottle from his pocket and it has the swirling silvery white memory in it. Um, so I stop Mac <laughs> James again. Um, so I thought Bob Ogden was the one who invented fire whiskey, but I think that's just in the family because he didn't specifically do it. I couldn't find that anywhere. So I think it's just Ogden's fire whiskey. Obvi also, obviously, this guy probably isn't as old as this stuff has been around. I'm assuming fire whiskey has been around for a very long time. I would assume. Mm -hmm. um, so Harry's like, who's that guy? So we find out that he worked for the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, which I also thought would be really funny if he was the inventor of an alcoholic beverage and also worked in law enforcement. I don't know. That just tickled me. 
Um, he apparently <laughs> died. <laughs> me. He died some time How old ago. Are you? <laughs> uh, he died a while ago, but not exactly. before Dumbledore tracked him down and quote persuaded him to confi- confide these recollections to me. So I wonder what that entails. Because I feel like Dumbledore can be quite persuasive, but was he being like charmingly Ooh. like um charismatic or was it like something else involved, like not so nice? Like Veritaserum? Yeah, or I don't know. I don't know. Um, so he says that they're, go- they're going to accompany him um, on a visit he made during one of his duties at work. Mm. I feel really bad in this part. Um, Dumbledore is having trouble getting the stopper off of the vial. Uh, Harry describes mm. his hand as looking like stiff and painful. And Harry is so nice. He's like, should I do it? And Dumbledore's like, no, nah, it's fine. And he just uses magic instead. So Harry asks again. What happened to your hand? And Dumbledore again says, this is not the time for it. Not yet. So implying that we are going to find out. I feel like you should have been told a lot sooner than he actually is. Well, does he need to know? What? About the about hand? The hand? I mean, because it involves a horcrux. <clears throat> but like, the horcrux... Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what I was saying. But like, I think the reason why he doesn't want to tell him is that he feels like he failed him mm. and himself. Okay. So he's probably okay. super embarrassed that that happened. Yeah. A little bit of pride. Just because, like, no, he's, he's normally, like, calm, cool, and collected-ish. Mm-hmm. And then he did this in a moment of tomfoolery, if you will. Tomfoolery. Iggy agrees with you. Yeah. Those are some loud meows. Yes. He can project. That's for sure. So Dumbledore puts the memory in the ponceive and tells Harry, after you. You know, because you're so used to being, like, doing this. Um, So I pulled this from the book just because I really like when scenes are set up like this. And also, the description of good old Bob is kind of funny. Good old Bob. Good old Bob. So they're standing in a country lane bordered by high, tangled hedgerows beneath a summer sky as bright and blue as a forget-me-not. Some ten feet in front of them stood a short, plump man wearing enormously thick glasses that reduced his eyes to mole-like specks. He was reading a wood... Reading. He was reading a wooden signpost that was sticking out of the brambles on the left-hand side of the road. Harry knew this must be Ogden. He was the only person in sight, and he was also wearing the strangest assortment of clothes so often chosen by inexperienced wizards trying to look like muggles. In this case, a frock coat, which if you don't know, that's a formal coat that has like a knee-length skirt cut all around, around the base. It's very popular in the Victorian and edwardian periods so a frock coat and spats which go look that up because you'll know exactly what it is when you see it but it's a type of footwear that you wear like over your shoe like it just covers (laughs) your ankle (laughs) Um, i just googled it yeah it's ridiculous um so a frock coat spats all over a striped one-piece bathing costume oh my gosh fire fire fit of the day yep instagram worthy (laughs) um before harry had time to do more than register his bizarre experience experience bizarre appearance however ogden had set off at a brisk walk down the lane so dumbledore and harry follow harry looks at the wooden sign uh pointing the back pointing back the way they came says great hangleton five miles which obviously that was changed for us americans and the other way after ogden said little hangleton one mile I looked it up. Little Hangleton is um, fictional. 
but there is a Hangleton. Like, that is real. So the author just played off of that. Tiff, I'm sorry. Your hand was covered by my screen. Go on. It's okay. It wasn't up very long. I have to know, Megan, um, are forget-me-nots acceptable laurels? <laughs> yes, I like forget-me-nots. Okay, I'm just checking. I don't know if I, I know what they look like. I didn't know if we needed to add to the list. These are acceptable flowers. Okay. Oh, Meg, tell me the um, fact that you told me about our episodes today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solid. Our number one episode for 2021 was... On Spotify. On Spotify was uh, geraniums. <laughs> Which all the way back in January, yep. <laughs> January thirty first or something like that, our number one episode on Spotify was oh my God. the debacle of the geraniums episode. That's so funny. I know what we talked about that episode. A lot. We of talked geraniums. about flowers, yeah, and how <laughs> ugly some of them can be, and how pretty some others can be <laughs> that aren't called geraniums. <laughs> oh gosh forget me nuts they cool that. forget me nuts you don't have to forget about them they're good they're good <laughs> jeez uh, so dumbledore and harry walk a short way i like how this was kind of like laid out for us too it's described as the lane curving and falling away and it's like a steep um it sloped steeply and then it was like suddenly you could see the whole village below them um, which how steep was it? <laughs> so Terry decides is obviously Little Hangleton. Um, it's nestled between two steep hills. There's the church and the graveyard, and a handsome manor on the opposite hillside. So we've been here, which I didn't like connect the last time I read it. Like it kind of seems very obvious in hindsight now, but I didn't like connect that. Yeah, this is the same place. This is mm-hmm. the place of the riddles. Although in it, it's from four. I was gonna say, is that yep. where um, Voldemort was staying? Mm-hmm. In returned, yeah. it has to be Why kind of stayed. But that's where that's the graveyard, right, where his father is buried. Yeah, that mm-hmm. has to be very strange for Harry to see. I mean, last time he was there I, was very he traumatic. Does, does he connect it though? I don't think he's realized it yet. I don't know if does he realize it in the end of this chapter. I don't know. Because he has no idea where he's well, going. Well, he's seeing it off from distance as well, you know? Well, and all, that's also a very, very traumatizing, like, night for him, or it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he might not even remember that many details. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if he really? did, like, maybe the manor would. But yeah, again, like, maybe he was just, you're probably just so focused on staying alive at that point in time and wondering where well, the heck he you were. he had his seer dream about the manor. True. I don't know. You know? Yeah. You know? <clears throat> but I'm done. Cool. Did you just make a noise? No. So, that Ogden man, that Mr. Bob, he's walking fast. <laughs> uh, His name is Robert. <laughs> Robert. His name is actually Bob Short. Actually, I had, an, I had, I have an Uncle Bob, and, um... My, I had a friend in grade school who was like, oh, is your is that like short for William? And he was like, yes, Bob is short for William. <laughs> Needless to say, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's like Robert something something the third, I think. Um, anyways, not important to the story. He, this Bob man's walking fast. So Dumbledore and Harry are also starting to walk fast to keep up with him. Um, and Harry thinks that they're going to be going to like into the village like of little Hangleton, um, but Bod turns a corner to the left. It's supposed to say Bob. 
And he seems to like it, it's kind of like he vanishes. There's like a gap in between the hedge that he goes into. He's not really vanishing. It's just like he's there and obviously he goes through the hedge and he's no longer there. So they follow him down a path that seems to be like very overgrown. So the path itself, like the hedges are higher than what they were like when they were just walking down like the main path that could have also led to the village um and it seemed like it was a lot wilder like the hedges were um and the path itself wasn't taken care of either it was like uneven um and i said like cleveland streets it had a lot of potholes very crooked there was like also still sloping down there's lots of like rocks and pebbles um they were they might put put a pebble in their shoe or like my mom says a penny once it opened up though um Dumbledore and Harry stopped behind Bob because he also stopped um and then that's like when he pulls his wand out and I want to read from the book because it was quite descriptive and I didn't feel like summarizing it that's the long and the short of it It said, despite the cloudless sky, the old trees ahead cast deep, dark, cool shadows, and it was a few seconds before Harry's eyes discerned the building half-hidden amongst the tangle of trunks. It seemed to him a very strange location to choose for a house, or else an odd decision to leave the trees growing nearby, blocking all light in the view of the valley below. He wondered whether it was inhabited. Its walls were mossy. And so many tiles had fallen off the roof that the rafters were visible in places. Nettles grew all around it, their tips reaching the windows, which were tiny and thick with grime, just as he had concluded that nobody could possibly live there. However, one of the windows was thrown open with a clatter and a thin trickle of steam or smoke issued from it as though somebody was cooking. So there's that. (laughs) Overground house. windows open um so Ogden like goes to move closer to the house and Harry notices that he's doing it in a way that's like very cautious like he's not just like going straight for the door like a man on a mission mm-hmm. but um he's like kind of trying to be aware of his surroundings and um he stops as he's like getting getting closer to the door and he's staring at it and then it sees that like someone had nailed a snake a snake to the door like a dead snake and then a man in rags drops out from the trees like right in front of bob which startled him and made him stumble um and then i tried to like look up was there like some symbolization uh with snakes on doors (laughs) like is that like a thing um is it a thing not really i didn't really find a lot they were trying to like this one person was trying to like give me um is that the chapter art then symbolization oh i think it is snakes you mean symbolism i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) and i'm like i don't really see any of it because a lot of it was like more um supposed to be like uh whatever uh around the arch doors akatar what's it called wards is this supposed Wards? to be like a ward? I don't. I, the, what I was was what, blah, 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 blah. the thing that I was reading was just giving like symbol symbol symbolism <laughs> and a lot of it was more positive and like you want to have like a change because like snakes shed their skin yeah. and like other things and I was like this is not what I'm getting from that. Um, I'm getting more like the serial killer used to harm animals before yeah. they started harder crime kind of a thing yeah. um, is, is how I how I picture it um, 
And so, like, on the wiki, I just, like, Googled it. And so it just says Morphin Gaunt's first snake. Um, That's weird. And it said the snake was presumably a pet of a pureblood wizard, more like Morphin Gaunt, and was owned by him sometime before Bob Ogden's visit to his family house home in 1925. The snake had presumably done something to upset Morphin as he killed it and nailed it to the shack's door sometime prior to this event. He would later threaten the same fate to another snake he owned, presumably as a replacement for the first. Tom Riddle Sr. and his darling Cecilia would later react with shock and disgust at the sight of a dead snake on display, seeing it as uh, further proof that the talking little Hangleton about Morphin's madness. Maybe he did it to keep people away. Could be probably you know, like um, alone. I will say this is before Tom Riddle's alive. In case you didn't know that, he was born in 1926, I believe. Any whoosies? Pre Tom Sepshin. You mean Thanks. you mean like Voldemort, Tom Riddle? Because yeah, for a second yes, yes, I was yes. like, "What are you talking about?" Yes. <laughs> Tom Riddle, Voldemort, Tom Riddle. Got it. I would have. Oh, I guess is it Tom Riddle Junior? No one ever calls him that. Junior. Um, <laughs> they just call his father Tom Riddle Senior. Tom Riddle too. And so this man in rags says that he is not welcome. He just says, "You're not welcome." And then reading from the book more because I just needed to. Just read the description. It says the man standing before them had thick hair, so matted with dirt it could have been any color. Several of his teeth were missing. His eyes were small and dark and stared in opposite directions. He might have looked comical, but he did not. The effect was frightening, and Harry could not blame Ogden for backing away several more paces before he spoke. And like this just kind of breaks my heart that like how sad that is. Like that's just straight up several years, if not his entire life full of neglect um and abuse anyways that's just oh sad so i'm gonna tell him that he's from the ministry and the man in rags repeats that he is not welcome and then ogan says something that confuses harry because ogan says like i don't under like i don't understand you i'm talking about the man talking to him that's in rags and so harry's literally thinking like dude what do you mean you can't understand him because to him like harry the man's making it himself very clear by saying like you're not welcome he said it twice now but the man also has a wand he's brandishing a wand and a bloody knife uh so you might not want to be around like you don't want to be there um mm-hmm. i'm pointing out that like harry's watching this and he's being very observant so that's a good thing and then dumbledore asks harry like oh can you understand the rag man <laughs> Honey, do you understand the rag, man? (laughs) And Harry, literally in like the next sentence that is the starting the next episode, Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, they're speaking parcel tongue. But here he hasn't put it together yet. And he's like, yeah, like, why can't Ogden? Because doesn't he think like this guy's being very clear? Yeah, literally. He's told you twice now. You're not welcome. The man like the man in rags has a wand and a bloody knife. Like you aren't. Not only is he saying with his words, you're not welcome, but he jumped out of the house to tell you that you're not welcome with a wand and a bloody knife. So like words and actions are both telling you to like, get out. Yeah. So he's away. like, dude, are you obtuse? Like, are you obtuse? Are you like obtuse or something? Are you like an angle? Those are my favorite kind of triangle. I'm more like hexagonal. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, that's part one of three. Ding. Oh my gosh. Okay. 
Oh, we. I, it looks very Christmassy. <laughs> the bingo. We had a bingo. Oh, yeah. We did have a bingo, but B I N G O. Yes. So but Gryffindor we... got a bingo. Congratulations to Marguerite. Good um, job. But it's not over because we still have the lightning bolt round. So we don't know who the winner is of the house cup yet. True. True. I heard Hufflepuffs had though. It is. Huh? They are. Well, there's like a million Hufflepuffs. Yeah, there's a lot of them today. Yeah, because we the best. You travel in packs. A pack of puffs. Okay. <laughs> Puff Let's pack. See. Okay, so the first... <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Kim, because I mentioned this, I think maybe before we even started recording, Kim asked, what snacks are you getting from the store? Actually, that was like mid-recording. So I'm going to get snacks for our weekend together in Orlando. And I don't know, cheese and crackers. We... Tiffany loves watermelon sour patch. <laughs> They're great. They're my fate. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just fun stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a bag of Cheetos. Who knows? I've been feeling just Cheetos get some lately. Real good stuff. I will. Okay. Um, let's see. Next question is from Epic Username. How much of the info in that book from the Half-Blood Prince do you think Harry truly studied, committed to memory, and could still recall and implement years down the road? Probably I mean, none. I, I bet you <laughs> Septum, Septum Sempra, however yeah. you say it, because uh, if he had never used it, I don't think he would remember, but because he used it and almost killed Draco, I bet you he like yeah. remembered it. What's, and what's like, the Ugh. other one where you have Hoist them up by their ankle. What's that one? I can't remember. Oh. Hoistio. No. Revealio. It's not. It's not. Hoistio Revealio. It's a good try. I have to remember. Um, I remember. But so here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. We don't think that Harry on a regular day would be the type of person to memorize things within a textbook, right? Truth. This particular textbook, though, and the writings in it. He was obsessed um, with. He, they meant a lot to him. So as far as potion, the potioneering goes, maybe not so much, but the spells, maybe m more so. Um, but he cares about it. When eh. kids care about things, they tend to remember it better. I mean, and that's true for anybody. Yeah. It's Levy Corpus. Thank you, Vinny. Levy Corpus. Levy maybe Corpus. that's why I don't remember crap, because I don't, don't care, care for anything. Yeah, you don't care about anything, so you don't. It's true symbolization i can i can barely care for myself so well, i'll care for you okay next Ooh, question for a moment i genuinely <laughs> thought that was you it wasn't me barking but it was me the second time they can't hear that so they only heard me barking <laughs> puff puff jess asks the half-blood prince drops a rap album i saw this come in sure sure what's okay. the title of the first track Potter's potions. It's the Half Blood Prince. I know he's singing it about Lily Potter. Oh, uh, that's not her name yet, huh? That's not her name yet. How about oh, Evans yeah. Evanescence? Evans Ooh. Evanescence. I like that. Or Give me an Evanescence song. <laughs> What's that Wake one? me up inside. What? Wake me. Up. Bring me to life. That's sad. <laughs> Bring <laughs> for me Lily. Up. Oh, my Jeez. oh, Kate. Sorry. Dang, dark. <laughs> oh my um, god. I don't know. Um, stir me up. <laughs> Before you go, go. 
Stir me up before you go, go. Stir me up before you go, go. Yeah, that's rap. Don't leave me sizzling <laughs> on the stove. <laughs> Tiffany. I'm done. Oh, God. What if you had a song of... just called Green Eyes, Great Times? <laughs> great Times. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does it rhyme? Green Eyes, Great Times. What great if it times. was Green Eyes with the E's for dollar sign? Yes. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. That was an excellent question. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Okay, Magic by Phoenix asks, what would you have named this book instead of Half-Blood Prince? Like, do you think that there's something else that could have encompassed this book better? I'm adding to her question. Um, but, like, do you think that there's something that could have encompassed this book better, <laughs> better, like, more so than calling it the Half-Blood Prince? Or, like, do we think that fits? What if Harry Potter like... and the Riddle Riddles? <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter in the time that Doubler didn't tell him everything. <laughs> What if it was like, what if it was called The Vanishing Cabinet? Because you don't find out about that till like, uh, way... yeah, or would that be cool. like too, well, no, because you see that in the movies, obviously, because they have to portray what's going on. Harry but in Potter the book, the you don't know. Cabinet. Yeah. Or, or like Harry Potter and the, and what's, what's the name of the, what's the name of the chapter when Dumbledore dies? Dumbledore's The Lightning dead. Struck Tower. Harry Potter and the Lightning Struck Tower. That sounds B.A. And like that wouldn't give away what it was. No, not at all. Harry Potter and... And the Phoenix Lament. Mm -hmm. Oh, that is sad. Yeah, because it would have followed Order of the Phoenix and then Harry Potter and the Phoenix Phoenix Lament. I like that. I just had... Yeah, Lightning Struck Tower. I don't know. I had an idea and then I lost it. <coughs> tis what it is. Harry Potter oh, and the oh, trip oh. to the lake. No problem. <laughs> oh my god. Harry Potter and the Potter vacation and to the, the lake. And the vacation. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the holiday. The holiday. Yeah. The lake ho- seaside holiday. <laughs> oh my god. What about Harry Potter? Harry Potter and the trip down memory lane. Mm. Harry Potter and the zombies. Harry Potter and the Ponzi. Okay, next question. Katie Kayaktel, rapid fire question. Oh no. Ooh, Sarah, pay attention. What is what is your food or snack related password to your office? Mac and cheese. Ginger Newt. Mm. Guys, Salt first thing. Chips. <laughs> I don't know. Potato Salt spelled incorrectly, but spelled incorrectly as a sasa incorrectly. Gonna trip people up. Potato skins. Trip people up. Potato. Potato skins. Speaking of potatoes, puff 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 Jess's next question. Is what is the best potato preparation? Oh my god, they're all so good. Quite Boil them, mash them, put them in a stew. Boil them, mash them. I don't, I don't eat. I don't care for stews. I <gasps> say it that way. I love mashed potatoes. I do love a mashed potato. You know what? My grandma's 
uh, potato pancakes that I'll never have again because she's dead. <laughs> You're so awkward. She makes the she made the best potato pancakes. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're never the same. And I know how to make them. They're very easy. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like, as much as, like, I know mine are really good, they're just not hers. Right. I get that. Um, I like when Marty takes um, the small red skin potatoes and he boils them. And then he takes them and sticks them in a pan and he smashes mm-hmm. them and then fries mm-hmm. them up with some butter and some coarse salt. Does he do that in a pan or does he do it in the oven? Because my dad does it in the oven. He does it in a pan. He does it in his cast iron. Mm. So good. Mm-hmm. It's a good, great way to eat potatoes. Mm-hmm. We like potatoes over here. I think yes. I'm going to go with mashed. <laughs> I, like, I really like it. I like I roasting love them. Yeah, roast I potatoes. like roasted. Olive oil. Yeah. Salt, pepper. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah. french fries, but... Uh, really? Just french something fries with really french fries, too. I just love potatoes as long as there's some salt on them. Yeah. I just I had potatoes I, with my my eggs this morning. I just don't always like scalloped all the time because sometimes they're just like a little too much. Mm. Like could be too cheesy or too creamy. Mm. But like if I get somebody that makes them like where it's just like just the right amount of both, then I like them. And sometimes people don't always cook scalloped potatoes all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that I do not care for. I also don't love when you're like going out to breakfast and they give you like breakfast potatoes or like hash brown or something mm-hmm. and they're not crispy enough. Yes. Yeah, if uh, you go out to breakfast, are you that. ordering home fries or hash browns? Um, it depends on what they look like. That's- I okay, would prefer so home fries. fries. Like the cubed. Well, yeah, I know. Hash- what, I know what the difference is, but sometimes oh, I look like- at a picture and I'm like, that doesn't look good enough mm, to yeah. me. So give me the hash browns. I like. Say a lot they of times both when they're look like, great when they're. I don't love it when they're cubed, but when they're like whole potatoes that are like cut up, like today we had leftover um, baked potatoes. So I just cut that up and put that in a skillet, cook that with a little olive oil, salt, pepper, red chili flakes or pepper flakes, um, onion and garlic. And then I put an egg on egg and some egg whites on top of that. And that's what I had for breakfast. That sounds really good. Yeah. So like that's what I like full chopped up. I will say they weren't like I didn't cook them long enough. And for my own liking, but I also knew that when I was eating them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but they were mm-hmm. quite good. Ooh, waffle fries. Good point. Mm. Jenny Fire. I'm iffy on waffle fries. I like waffle I don't fries. love crinkle cut. Now that we're just talking about that. this, I don't like crinkle that's cut. That's probably my least Crin- favorite fry. Crinkle cut. I said crinkle, I like crinkle cut. Crinkle crud. I like putting my teeth just like, in the middle. And the chips over in Ireland were the exact same at every single place we ever went to. Um, and I don't love those. So I have to have a dipping sauce, and usually all I ever get is mayonnaise to dip them in. It's, they don't like have ranch or like ketchup over there. I also am not a ketchup eater. Yeah, I don't need ketchup either. I gotta be in the mood. If I'm if I'm putting anything on my fries, it's salt and malt vinegar. Mm, Ugh. Yeah. And if I don't have malt vinegar, it's just plain. <laughs> I don't dip in ketchup. I don't like ketchup. I don't either. I like ketchup sometimes a little bit ranch? on a hot dog. I would agree. I people like. Well, no. If I'm eating french fries with ketchup, that means I don't the, really love the fries. The fries are bad. If you <laughs> dip a fry in ranch, like a good fry in ranch, homemade ranch. Well, yeah, you could dip anything in ranch. Mm. See, I don't care for ranch. <laughs> are you from Ohio? Yeah, are you from the Midwest? Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, I, I literally, I have, and this is probably why I'm me. I've dipped green beans in ranch. I'm sure you have. They were delicious. I'm sure they were. I'm just not... I'm just not a ranch person. Sometimes I'll I'll do it on a salad. But a good homemade ranch is where it's at. My sister makes, a, my sister makes the best ranch. Yeah. She makes pretty good ranch. Who does? Bridget. Mm-hmm. I've never had ranch from her. I like um 
Chipotle Ranch. <clears throat> Chipotle Ranch is oh. solid. Do you mean you thought I meant from Chipotle? Yeah, I was like, wait, Chipotle has ranch? I don't know what they have. They might. They have salads. I don't know. They don't have ranch. Uh, All they have is I'll their do honey is Chipotle I'll take vinaigrette and mix ranch together, mm-hmm. so it's a spicy ranch. That I will do because I don't love Chipotle flavoring. It's not my favorite, but like a sriracha, I love. So I can mix the sriracha and the the ranch, mix it together, and then I've got sriracha ranch. Fries and white pepper gravy. That's speaking Maddie's language. Yeah. Maddie. I have one more question. Sure. How long do we just talk about potatoes? (laughs) Very long. Marguerite asks, if there was a poncive, would there be a moment, fictional or not, that you would like to witness? In a Harry Potter? No, anything. <gasps> could be Harry Potter, but could be anything. Oh, I don't know. I think there'd be I a lot think of I think it'd be cool to, like, things. watch my parents get married. That'd be kind of cool. Or, like, my grandparents. Yeah. 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 That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I would like it to, like, relive some of my favorite <laughs> days, too. Not even just, like, you a new memory, a- but to, like, relive a day. Really depressing. <laughs> oh, yeah, what? I would I've never so I had an aunt that passed away when I was really little but like everyone that knew her like all of my older cousins and obviously my mom spent like 30 years with her um I didn't really know her very well but it'd be cool to like see memories of her because everyone's like no she was like the fun aunt she was like the best one blah 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 and I just was too young to remember her so that's what I would yeah want to see some memories of her and then probably just cry yeah that's all we got debbie, so debbie downer <laughs> that means oh, that fine. the house cup is complete and who won who won who won I'm finding it hufflepuff with 450 yes. points crushed it. dude i love poutine i do not care bridget poutine. doesn't like it either i don't like it. it's soggy and i don't care for that oh it's so good you gotta eat it like quick jeez and even winning bingo curds. We tied for third. Oh. <laughs> I'm so proud of you my house. Well, Congratulations, Hufflepuff. <sighs> so awesome. Puff's gonna puff. I have cold. Katie. Yeah. Yes. Fan story. Oh, okay. 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 <sighs> I was just gonna ask, Vinny. Thank you so much. Hufflepuff is now in second place for most cups won. Nice. 19. That's awesome. Cool, Gryffindor. Not as good as Slytherin, <laughs> but still pretty good, you know? <laughs> well, it's hard to cheat every episode, so. <laughs> <laughs> if we cheated every episode, Hufflepuff wouldn't have won tonight, so. Sure, you gotta make it look natural. <laughs> oh my god. All right. <laughs> this week's fan story comes from Milan. It's from March of this year. Actually, I was going to say March 21st, but I meant March 2021. Uh, Hey, ladies, I'm Milan, a 25-year-old guy from the Netherlands. Nice. I'm a proud Hufflepuff. Woohoo! Perfect timing. My wand is birchwood with a unicorn hair core, and it's 12 and a quarter inches long. My Patronus is a black swan. Someone is currently Pretty. designing a tattoo with my Patronus, so I'm looking forward to see that result. Sweet. Oh my god, if you got it, I would love for you to show us. Yes. My Potter, awesome. my Potter story starts when I was five years old. My aunt and uncle took me to see the Philosopher's Stone in the theater. As soon as the movie ended, I was hooked. When the Philosopher's Stone came on DVD, my parents bought it immediately, and I would watch it every weekend. 
When Chamber of Secrets came out, my aunt and uncle took me to the movie again. I remember that I liked this movie even more, and again, we purchased the DVD and I would watch it even more than the first movie. When Prisoner came around, I found out that all the movies were based on books. Sadly, reading books this big wasn't an option for me because of my dyslexia. My dad used to read them and he told me little things to look forward to. He didn't spoil that much, though. I saw the rest of the movies with my dad. My aunt and uncle didn't like that. (laughs) When I was 15, all the movies were available on DVD and every year with Christmas, we do a Harry Potter marathon, watching all (laughs) eight films in one day. Let me tell you, I've done that. Me and Meg have done that. That is a marathon. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As you get older and you discuss Harry Potter with your friends, it will get very clear very fast that the books are way better than the movies. And because I wanted to know the whole story, I purchased all the audiobooks and listened to all of them in a month or two. That's a good idea. Yeah. This was the best decision I've ever made. The depth of the story is is insane, and I fell in love with Harry Potter all over again. I think I listened to all of them four times now. I'm honestly glad that I get to got to experience the movies before I listened to the books, because if I did read the books first, I wouldn't like the movies as much as I did when I was a child. For example, I like the sixth movie very much, but after listening to the book, it's my least favorite movie, because they take all the important stuff out and let all the teenage drama stuff in. <clears throat> now I keep the love for Harry Potter alive with listening to your podcast. When typing this email, I'm on episode 51, so I have a lot of episodes to go until I hear this. When I, what I admire about your podcast is that you're genuine Harry Potter fans and that the trash JK is yelling doesn't change your love for the story itself and that you don't take the whole story apart and dunk on every little thing just because JK is a piece of ding. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the great podcast. I hope my English wasn't that bad. It was excellent. Don't let the mm-hmm. muggles get you down, Milan. Thank you for your story. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for your story. Absolutely. I also love Um, that you got to find a way to enjoy the books. And I love... I just lost what I was going to say. Oh, I love that you... Like, your perspective on it is different. Like, you enjoy that you saw the movies first. Yeah. Because sometimes... Like, even me, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I kind of wish I would have gone to the books first. But your perspective of being like, well, I like the movies more because I saw them first makes sense. I enjoy that. Yeah. Hopefully you still are listening to me here. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me a joke. Oh, I forgot to grab one. Just read the first one your eyes lay upon, even if it's dumb. Uh, but that one was really dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, really dumb. That's also super dumb. All right, whatever. Why did Voldemort collect his horcruxes? <laughs> he was getting his life together. Mm, that's really sweet. <laughs> that's pretty fitting jokes. for today. <laughs> it is, you're right. It was. It was a good joke. Who is the most powerful potato? Darth Tater. <laughs> okay. Which is funny because he wasn't even in charge. What do you get when you put an elephant and a load of potatoes together? Mashed potatoes. Oh my gosh. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> Uh, what do you call a stolen yam? A hot potato. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, why did the potato cross the fo- road? He saw a fork up ahead. Oh my god. Let's see if there's anything that's funny. What do you call a lazy spud? A couch potato. <laughs> uh... 
what you call a spinning potato. A rotato. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> All right. <laughs> rotato. Thank you for that. <sighs> okay. Make sure that you follow your hosts on social media. Myself and Katie are on Instagram at the Peters Family. Tiffany's on Instagram at Tiff Swish underscore flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. I have one more potato joke. <laughs> what do you call a first aid vehicle made out of potatoes? A ambulance. <laughs> I saw it and I'm like I have to put this in here that's so funny (sighs) Tiffany what am I doing still doing nothing (laughs) no I get um, a formal evaluation coming up next week so I've been working on that very detailed. Very I can't wait long. to formally look at her and say no. Lesson plan. You're so strange. Um, and also getting ready to go to Orlando. So I'm excited for a little weekend getaway with my friends. And yeah, I too am excited. Kind of it. <laughs> Truly, <laughs> I've not been doing much. I've not. I've played a little bit of Pokemon, but not enough to even talk about. I haven't been reading anything. Literally just been like watching Christmas movies, watching Christmas tape, put up the Christmas tree. Um, I went and saw my family over Thanksgiving. That's kind of it. Next. Um, we also put up our Christmas tree, which was fun. And... I finished reading The Hating Game, which I really, really loved. Um, But it's like very much a smutty romance novel um, disguised with a really cutely designed cover, (laughs) Um, Hmm. which is kind of the new thing for like romance novels nowadays anyway. But I really, really loved it. It It's right up my alley. If you like chick lit, you'll love it. Um. And yeah, getting ready for a staycation this weekend. We're staying at Universal this time, which we haven't done in a while. So I'm kind of excited yeah. for that. Katie and I are going to go a little earlier in the day tomorrow um, and hang out at the park. Maybe and we'll then go, go on the gram. Maybe we'll go on the gram. I'm sure we will. But other than that, we, you know. We reorganized our living room to fit the reading chair that I had bought into the living room. And I'm very happy with how it turned out and that it fits and it is very cozy. And also that then forced us to like start organizing and like getting rid of stuff, donating, coming up with some things to auction off to hopefully fundraise for American Cancer Society. Um, And yeah, we're fundraising for American Cancer Society. So... I wonder if this will come out before then. I don't know. It I might. Think so. It might. So yeah, check out. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. Check out the link in the show notes if you would like to donate to American Cancer Society to help raise money for a good cause. Mm-hmm. Was it my turn? It is. Oh, sadly, I have not even started my Pokemon game yet. 
And I'm just itching for Me it. Me either. Just, you know what, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> I'm itching for it, but like I want to be able to like no life it, you know, and just play the heck out of it. Um, but other than that, uh, Meg and I have recently just started dappling in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, and it's we made our characters. Very overwhelming, but exciting. So we'll see how it goes. I hope it goes good. I think I'm just really anxious and nervous because that's Shout me. out to Brandon. Yeah. He is helping us. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Sarah and I made characters many moons ago. Yeah, I don't. I think I'm a ranger, but I don't remember. I don't know what I am. I honestly, my brother has a big, huge book, and I picked a character that I liked the look of. Like I thought he looked hot, and I was like, I want to be like that guy. <laughs> Not even lying. <laughs> I need a name still, and like we got to come up with the backstory. We have homework. I named mine Morrigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. I can't remember if I was going to say anything else. I'm excited for a staycation. It's going to be a good so time. I'm so excited for Epcot's Festival of the Holidays. Oh my God. I know. And I'm excited for a hot butter beer because I've not had one yet. Heck yes. Figments really in a sweater. I know, a Christmas sweater. Oh my God. I forgot I about it. that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's about it. Sarah? Um, I'm not doing anything. I read 40,000 books. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I did read more books in November than I read ever this year, which is funny because I actually went into like, really? I thought a massive, yeah, I read mm. 12. 12 that I put on my Goodreads. <laughs> Girlfriend. <laughs> 13 or 14 that I did not. Not like I didn't read another 14 books, but there were like at least one or a two books more. that I did not put on my, my Goodreads. Um. <laughs> I said we should have like a really super high tier of Patreon where Sarah tells you everything she reads. You don't need to know what I read. Um, <laughs> no, because like I read Laura Olympus, like the first volume is out in book form. And then if you go on Webtoons, it um, there's like a hundred and like maybe 85 or 86 episodes that are out. Um, and so like when it came out, like I got my book on like a Wednesday, I read it really quickly because it's like a graphic novel because it's a, like cartoon, basically. Um, or like a comic strip, I should say, not a cartoon. And so <laughs> I read that literally in like 30, 45 minutes and then continued to read it because only one at uh, one, one through 25, like that's how many episodes are in the book. Um, and there's 186 episodes and I read all hundred. I finished it by that Friday. I read all of them. And then I was like in a slump because I just wanted to keep reading the Hades and Persephone basically. And like other, it's not just them. There's other storylines in there with the gods, but, um, but then I read more books. <laughs> um, but I, I, other than that, I read work has been, insanely 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 busy um so my heart goes out to anybody that works at a hospital um and i'm leaving tomorrow On a i just plane. really wish i could sleep in and that's just not a thing not packed which no one's surprised at that our flight <laughs> is in the evening i probably won't be packed until tomorrow afternoon probably yeah i'm party packing some stuff into my sister's suitcase so like why? Because I'm not I'm not bringing a checked bag. And so like Oh, I didn't know you didn't <clears throat> check a bag. No, I'm just going to bring a carry-on. Hmm. Um and a personal item. Might I have a bag? Do I have a carry-on? Yeah. 
Oh. Think of bringing an empty carry-on. <laughs> you don't have to bring anything, realistically. If you have two things, one of those counts as a carry-on. So, like, I've had a person, like, my backpack that I bring all the time, and that's my carry-on and yeah. my, my personal item. Because I don't love putting things... This is my anxiety at work. I sit... I don't drink a ton, which don't do what I do, because you get insanely dehydrated... Not insanely, but you get dehydrated. You can be dehydrated on a plane. And I don't like to drink because I don't want to have to get up to go to the bathroom. I I like sitting by the window because don't bother me. I can lean. I feel like I have room. I also like looking out the window. I'm one of those people that loves in cars and in planes staring out the window. Um, And I don't drink, so I don't have to get up and pee. So I don't have to bother the people around me. I literally try to stay, sit there, headphones in quietly I don't want you to mess with me. I'm not going to mess with you. Don't talk to me. Like, I don't even want them to like, I, (laughs) I get so anxious watching the flight attendants come down and prepare myself because I know they're going to ask me if I want anything. And I'm just going to say, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want anything because then I'm going to have garbage. And then what I'm going to do with the garbage. Just pretend you're asleep. I think about. (laughs) Yeah. Just close your eyes. sometimes, Sometimes I truly am asleep. But also, like, I, it just depends. And then I, like, want to make sure my water's close by. And then, like, nowadays, it's like, what if I have a tickle in my throat and I start coughing? I don't want people to think I'm, like, dying. Or, like, do I have enough to read? Am I, like, Sarah. Sarah. Sex? Genu- Sarah. You, you think that, like, this is genuinely what happens every single time I fly. And I get so nervous. And I just saw someone post this on Instagram where they're like, yes, I know that I don't need to be at the airport <laughs> till, like, whatever time. But I'd rather be at the airport early than like sitting around waiting about getting to the airport and like i'd rather be and like that's me like i'd rather just be there because like flying doesn't make me anxious it's everything else that makes me anxious i get worried about going through security i think about what shoes i'm gonna bring am i gonna be warm enough what if i get too hot and what if i like i'm sitting next to someone that like is gonna be insane or like tiffany i don't know i (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, long story short is I don't like putting things up in the overhead compartment. And then the last time I did, it almost got stuck in there. And then I feel like anxious and guilty because then there's people behind me that like want to get the app off the plane. They can wait. And like, they can I, wait. I'm trying to do it as like quickly as I can. I know, but like, and I'm a very, I'm not a very patient person, but like when I'm on an airplane, like when it's my time to get, like go, like I don't want anything holding me up. And I already am like awkward in my body where like, I don't know, trying to get around things and like, the whole thing is just me being an anxious human being. So no, I didn't check a bag. Um, I'm going to try to pack everything Jesus. in my one carry on, shove it above there. Where normally I don't, I bring a checked bag and I shove everything under there so I can just take it out and I'm ready with my two bags in my hand to like get up and get out. So I'm out of everyone's way. I don't like taking up space, which is not the way I have to think about things. I'm allowed to take up space. You are indeed. This. Yes. But that's just one tiny itty bitty little glimpse into my mind. It's <laughs> a lot. Yeah. This is this is my anxiety. I have mm. the crap ton of it. Yeah. And that's just an hour of my day. I but understand. anyways, we're going to Disney. It'll be fun. <laughs> I'm excited we're my sister's coming. <laughs> we'll see what books I'm gonna bring. I bought way too many. Way too many books on Black Friday. Um So did I. Ebooks. Oh my gosh, I bought so many ebooks. I think I genuinely bought 20 books. <laughs> I bought the Throne of Glass series because it was like six it was five do- it was Six bucks. Yeah, I literally crazy. said to my sister because she's still kind of reading them. She's like on the fifth one. I was like, buy it. 
I'm like, it's six dollars. And yeah. I was saying something to her the other day. She's like, there, I did buy it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I bought Kara like the Caravel series. I don't know if I'm saying that right. I bought that series, and then I bought uh some broken hearts book by the same author i forget what it's called it just came out and then i bought a bookish box set that i don't need and i've never read these books but they were really pretty and i want to read them and then i bought a bunch of ebooks so yeah at least i read two ebooks that i purchased on friday three three ebooks they were coffee very good as usual if you have any books for me recommendations i'm always taking them yeah if i read 13 books by the end of the year i'll write 100 i'm not trying to get to that goal though you might be able to do it i don't know i don't want to like um i don't want to force myself yeah into because again that will make me anxious <laughs> if I don't get to my goal and I'm trying to be less of that human. Yeah. Um, and then next year, my goal is going to read 50 books, which I know I read more than that this year, but I'm still keeping my expectations for myself. Well, yeah. Give myself some grace. You can also always update it if you like hit it early and then you want to make the goal yeah. bigger. I didn't do that this year because I didn't care. <laughs> I think I've read more book, more new books this year than I have in a long time. Me too. I don't know how many it is, but you know, yeah, having a three-year-old will do that to you. Yeah, she doesn't like to read what I want to read. She also told me I'm not a good reader, anyways. <laughs> she says that because she hasn't memorized. Believe I know. Me, I didn't say a word at the end of a sentence last night, and she said it, and I was like, "What?" And I don't remember what word it was, but she said it again, and I was like. Oh, and so I read it, and then I was allowed to proceed. <laughs> well, she I memorizes said, her book. Yeah, I said Band-Aid instead of bandage, and she goes, it's bandage, Sasa. I was like, I'm sorry. She's very particular. <laughs> I wonder where she gets that from. Hmm. Anyways, but when we have, when we come back, we'll have stories to tell. I'm sure... That per usual, we'll get into some weird giggle fits, and some phrase <laughs> will be, be no the laughing, no hilarious smiling. thing. Last time was, is there anything like you're excited about, like eating or drinking or whatever? What? What are you? What is like the number one thing you're excited to eat? Dole Whip. The whole weekend, I want just Dole to Whip. just pound Dole Whip, <laughs> and I can only have them Friday, so I'm gonna have like five Dole Whips. I'm Make not gonna sure have that five. you don't mess up the order. Yeah, no, no floats. Yeah. No, no floats. I mean, whatever. I'll eat the top off that sucker, but <laughs> Dole Whip. I'm and hot butter Dole beer Whip. and not melting weather will be very nice. I'm excited. My sister wants to get some type of cookie. Um, And like when we went to Disney in October, like we didn't really sit down and have any meals. We literally just snacked all day because like there was so much well, stuff. You can do it, you know. And like that's what I kind of am looking forward to is just snacks. like eating all the snacks. Yeah, snacks are great. I'm gonna eat around the world. Around the world, around the world. I'm pumped for Magic Kingdom. Me I'm too. excited. For it's that. exciting seeing it all Christmified. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, they do a good job. So does Epcot. Because the last time we went, we went to Epcot and Magic Kingdom only. All of the parks do a great job. I love the Hollywood Studios decorations for Christmas. Hollywood Studios, I wouldn't know because you guys won't let me go. They didn't do it yet. 
and I don't think they're doing it. Yeah, they did. I've saw I saw pictures. Not doing what? They're oh, doing what? I heard people said they didn't decorate like they used to. Maybe some of the stuff is missing, but the part that I like, which is the lake with the dinosaur and the floating ornaments, that's there. So that's all I care about. There you go. <laughs> Gertie Perfect. has her Santa hat on, Gertie. and I love it. And she's holding the little ornament out of her mouth, and then there's ornaments in the lake around her. <laughs> the lake. Not that lake. Not the lake. I'm excited for that and for butter, like the hot, that being whatever you said. Hot butter beer and not melting. Hot butter beer and that other thing. Dole Whip. Dole I don't Whip. remember. Oh, yeah. Dole Whip. And another great. chocolate covered apple because. Oh, we'll have to get you your apple. Apple. <laughs> no, thank you. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right well this episode rightly so is for potatoes and the pensive thank you katie kayakle for that suggestion and that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down <gasps> amazing my let's do wrong answers only fcat what does it stand for oh <laughs> every person can Arrange. Mm-mm. No, oh. It's an oh. Orange. <laughs> orange. <laughs> oh, Every person Every can person only try. try. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Evil People patrons cause obscene trouble. <laughs> Everyone, please okay. count on Tiffany. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> Every person can order tacos. Yes. <laughs> Everybody, please carry one tequila. <laughs> oh, every person can organize Turns. themselves. <laughs> See you later, nerds. To get to the extreme. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.